0: welcome to two bookworms
1: one podcast
0: the book club podcast where best friends talk about books i'm cameron and i'm Lacey, and welcome to february welcome welcome happy i Y'all can't country. believe it. happy valentine's day i can't believe it's january felt like four months i know it really did and then now I it's like it. february my sense of time is just Really
1: good, it yes. <laughs> doesn't help. we just came off of like a really weird ice storm,
0: oh yes, at least no- hey, did you lose power this time? No, okay, yeah, at least no one lost power this time, well, I mean,
1: to be fair, it was just sheets of ice instead of a freaking blizzard, yeah
0: <laughs> it was it's crazy here, I mean, we went out like what ten years with nothing, and then two years in a row, yeah, oof. Crazy. Uh, it's a little bit back to normal, the weather. It was like 50 today. It was nice. In the yeah, sun. It's, it just... it's supposed to get up in the 60s, but it's supposed to get cold again, so. Good old Texas. Well, Lacey, what is your suck for the week? So my sleeping pattern's been like really off. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You know, Mercury just went on a retrograde.
1: Maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but like Thursday and Friday, since we had the ice, like, my boy was out of school, but I still had to work since I'm remote and they're in a whole different state. Yeah. So, I was able to go to bed earlier and I slept for, like, 12 hours both Thursday and
0: Friday. Oh, you you never do that. <laughs>
1: no. But then Saturday, <laughs> I had drink an energy drink way too late.
0: Oh, God. And I got
1: into a cleaning spell and I ended up staying up until like 4 a.m. And then I only slept a few hours and I can't <laughs> not catch up again.
0: What energy drink was this?
1: It's just these little vitamin energy drinks that I get. Oh, A whole wow. bunch of B12 and stuff. I could uh, use some of that. I get, well, I get, I get fixated. I start cleaning stuff and then I'm like, no, I'm going to clean this too. And then I'm like, no, no, no. no, I'm cleaning this too. And then I'm like, oh, well, everything needs to be cleaned since this is all clean now.
0: <laughs> I feel that Um Steve and I just started we set the timer for an hour every day
1: and, for cleaning yep Yeah, that's a good idea
0: but I'm so ADD I'm like okay let me go uh, let me go put this up and then I go into that room to put it up and then I'm like oh well while I'm here I'm, yeah, just, I I'm did like something. Yeah. I just need to stay in one room and finish it and then light the ceremonial candle to signal that that room has been cleaned <laughs> and maybe, move on to the next
1: maybe like <laughs> Certain days, um, when you do those hours on certain days, maybe it could be for, like, certain rooms. Like, yeah, Mondays are smart. for kitchens and, like, Tuesdays are for bathrooms or whatever.
0: Wednesdays are for baseboards. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's smart. She said make a day a thing, like a room. He's shaking his head yes. <laughs> um, well, that sucks that you can't get back <laughs> to sleep. Um, I usually stay up late on the weekends, like Friday, Saturday. I'm usually, like, up until 2. Friday night, I I stayed up just to read this book. Like, I'm not that
1: old, but I'm out usually by (laughs) midnight at the latest.
0: Yeah, it just kind of depends on what I'm doing. I've I've fallen asleep on the couch many a times. And let me just say that the couch sleep does not translate to the bed sleep. No. Because, like, you'll fall asleep on the couch, and then you're like, all right, well, let me go get in bed. And then you get in bed, and you're just, like, laying there, like, wow where did that sleep go (laughs) yeah well my suck for the week is fucking walmart delivery oh
1: again oh again
0: so it's not that they (laughs) substituted anything this time okay so like steve had the trial for the walmart plus which is like amazon prime or whatever then we canceled it so then i got a trial with my email address you know because you gotta work the system and um I we had like a I was like a hundred dollar grocery order, which a hundred dollars at Walmart is a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: So it was it like really our weekly groceries. And it was supposed to be delivered Saturday. They pushed it back to Sunday. Like, okay, that's fine. Of course, I take my dog to the fucking park thinking, oh, everything will be fine. We've gotten plenty of deliveries from them. While I'm at the park, I missed a call from them trying to get into my building. Um, I have an outside door dip shit, so you can just leave that shit there. So then I try calling the dude back, no answer, doesn't respond to my text, um, and they canceled my whole fucking order. Well, then late that night, I get a call saying, hey, it's Walmart, and I'm like, oh, shit, okay, maybe they're trying to redeliver it, like my whole grocery for the week order. Um, no, lazy. they were delivering a bottle of syrup. I ordered milk, bread, hamburger buns, like all, ki- all kinds of groceries, and I got a bottle of syrup. And then he hands it to me and takes my picture holding the syrup for proof that he delivered it. And I'm wearing, like, the most mi- mis- mixed match shit. I'm wearing, of course, my sparkly purple Crocs that you bought me. <sighs> oh, God. I have the picture. It is really funny. I showed it to Steve, and he was, like, dying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Walmart, dude. So now we have to, like, go up there, which I've heard the lines at Walmart after the storm are horrific, and they don't have shit.
1: Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, because we couldn't get meat Sunday. I had, like, I tried to order Amazon Prime groceries this weekend and, like, it pushed me out until tomorrow morning. Mm.
0: So, where'd you finally find meat? Uh,
1: I didn't yet. I just found a few packages of chicken on, uh, the Amazon Fresh and then I'm gonna try and go by Sam's maybe one day later this week for ground beef.
0: Gosh, she's so annoying. Well, let's be positive. What's your sweet for the week?
1: I sold my car today. It is gone.
0: Oh, okay. So did they? Could they not come Friday because of the weather? No. Yeah, they
1: had to reschedule because it well, was completely exciting. frozen. I didn't want to let it go, but I did.
0: <laughs> it's it's such a good time. Like you have to. Yeah.
1: No, I'm going to put it to something good. I'm going to buy a new couch and I'm going to buy one of those couches that have like a lifetime warranty. So I'm good. (laughs) What kind of couch are you going to get? I'm either going to go to lazy
0: boy or probably love sack actually. (gasps) Okay. Cause that is crazy. Cause I just saw the, their commercial and I'm like, damn, this shit is tight and you get to pick the color and everything. Right. And it's like, you can move it. So you can add pieces. Uh i love that. Uh huh. Hell yeah, I get the love. Well, and
1: I mean, the only reason I have, I have like, that's pretty much my only choice because the door to my room, the hallway to my room is so mm-hmm. narrow and small mm-hmm. that I, ca- I just cannot get some things into my room. Like the couch I bought for you, I could have sworn have yeah. gotten around this corner. No, it would not.
0: <laughs> Lacey bought this couch for me that I bought for my dad. That's like this, it's from Haverty's. It's like this fancy shit. My dad only buys furniture at Haverty's. Whatever, dude. He sold, it was a very expensive couch and he sold it to me for like nothing. And, uh, and it was really
1: nice and it's perfect it, and it was small. Very
0: nice, but it has this really weird curve. It's like a, like a U shape, not quite a U, but kind of like that shape. And, um, when we moved out of our house, we were moving to our house in Colorado because our house in Texas had like two living areas and the one in Colorado only had one and we had bought a new couch. So I sold it to Lacey because Lacey's like, oh, yeah, I need a couch because Lacey has this fucking room that's like the size of a damn condo. So Lacey has like a living area and sleep area in her room, which is awesome. So she was like, hell, yeah, I need a couch. Um And she couldn't get it in to her room because of the way.
1: Because the whole way I tried every <laughs> way you could think to turn this damn couch and it would not fit. Uh, it's still it's in cool your living room, fit. though, right? Yeah, yeah, we checked it. It's in the living room because <laughs> that <laughs> bitch is comfortable. <laughs> it's really
0: comfortable, and even though it's a weird shape, it's like a really comfortable, nice couch. But it's so weird. Like, like you know, I was
1: so upset about that. I cannot tell you how upset I was because <laughs> I knew. I knew exactly where that couch was going to go, how the rest of my living room was going to be set up and everything. And I had to completely change it because it would not fit.
0: Uh, it's so funny. Yeah. So I think the left stack one will be perfect for you. Cause then we can just yeah. put it in pieces in there. I think so too. And I can move
1: it when I'm bored with it and I can add to it. And it's a lifetime warranty because I work on it. I sit on it for my TV. I do everything on my couch. Yeah.
0: And when when we're recording, we sit on it. When we're watching movies together or doing whatever we're doing, we sit on it. Well, it's cool. Um, My suite for the week is I finally found cherry (laughs) Sowers. They're back in stock. They were back in stock. So like last weekend I was in Austin. And they were even out in Austin, so I was like, okay, this is like a a Bucky's thing. This isn't like a local isolated event. Um, so I bought these like cherry slices, which are like the orange slices, but they're cherry. Um, like to try to numb the pain. Um, it didn't help. And even my parents, they were like, oh, there's this really good website called Nuts. dot com, and they have the best cherry sours. So my stepmom ordered me some, and they were. Um, I didn't like them. They were. They have a really weird uh, aftertaste. Uh, and so we, I went to my parents' house Saturday night because my stepmom bought me a Christmas tree that was on clearance and I needed to go pick it up. And so while we were out there, we went to the Bucky's and I ran over, I always check and I go over there and they had them and I was like, Steve,
1: they have them.
0: <laughs> it was so funny they were um, buy 10 bags yeah i bought four bags i'm not even gonna lie I'm just like, i am really many. I just like there was like a whole rack and i just like cleared off the whole rack into my basket yeah you yeah.
1: probably need to go again this weekend too don't you
0: yeah i probably should i
1: probably should it's
0: just so hard you can never get out of there for like under 50 dollars
1: no. no yeah because there's too many things
0: there are too many things so cherry sours back in stock um Few things before we start talking about our book. Um, a group that we follow on Instagram crawled at three babes in a book. They post the cutest shit. So they posted, what romance should you read based on your zodiac sign? Ooh. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Aquarius. People we meet on vacation by Emily Henry. <laughs> <laughs> You've read it. <laughs> I agree. Yep. I agree. Leo. The Proposal by Jasmine Gilroy. Did I say that right? Gilroy, I think, yeah. So that's that series that we read the holiday holiday, on. The
1: Royal Holiday, yeah.
0: Taurus, It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. I've got that to read. Which I... mm, The rest of these on this list are kind of like rom-coms and It Ends With Us is most definitely not a rom com, like it, it, not at all. Um, but for a Taurus, it might be I, accurate, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Taurus, they do like to uh torture themselves, I guess. Uh, for Virgo, we have The Heart Principle by Helen Hong, which is on my list, but I have not read it. Cancer, Get a Life, Chloe Brown. Natalia Hibbert. Gemini, The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. This book is extremely popular, The Love Hypothesis. Um, I actually just ordered it because Target's having to buy two, get one free book sale. So I, it, yeah, bought it because I was like, everyone's reading it and talking about it. It sounds really good. And then this is, are you ready? This is for you. Libra. Yeah. Well met by Jen DeLuca. Never heard of it. I've seen it on Instagram. You should uh I'm going to write it down. That. Oh, it also says your most compatible signs are Aquarius and Gemini. <laughs> Gemini I hate Geminis. <laughs> no offense Gemini. No offense. <laughs> My son's
1: a Gemini. <laughs> And one of my douchiest exes is a Gemini. <laughs> and
0: in fact, one of her dogs is named after the Gemini twin. Yeah, well, he's not a Gemini, but <laughs> he should be with the way he acts. It's okay. okay. I have a Gemini moon, and I totally get why people hate Gemini. Like, it, it's valid. I get it. it. Totally, they have earned the hate that they get, I will say. Um What was the book again? It's I'm called Well Met. Oh, Jen DeLuca. Jan Deluca. Jen, like Jen. Jen. Yeah. The next one is for Steve, Sagittarius. Oh. It's the Spanish Love Deception by Elena Armas, and it says Steve's most compatible is Aries and Gemini. <laughs> he likes Ana de Armas. Do you know who she is? <laughs> <laughs> she is um have you seen Knives Out? Uh I don't know. With Chris Evans? It's like a murder mystery. Lacey. Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay. yes, yes. she's the she's the girl, she's the nurse that after she okay. dies she inherits. She yes, yes. She's beautiful. Okay. I agree with you, Steve. Um, for Aries, the happy ever after playlist. By Abby Jimenez, Jimenez, Pisces. This is me. <laughs> Instructions for Dancing by Nicola Yoon. I actually have this on my to-be-read list. <laughs> Most compatible for Pisces, Scorpio, and Cancer. <laughs> no, and hell no. <laughs> <laughs> we know our limits.
1: <laughs>
0: Capricorn, The Duke and I, which is the first Bridgerton novel. And Scorpio, November 9th by Colleen Hoover. I agree. I do agree with that one. Not November 9th, yeah, for sure. That is a very unique book because in this book, um, your two leads only meet on November 9th every year, one day a year. Ooh. It's very, it, you're like, what? How the fuck is this going to work? It works. It works good list, three babes in a book. I always enjoy their list, like, whenever they post them. They do, like, a different one every month for Zodiac, like, for Zodiac signs, and I'm like, yes! Don't match
1: me up with Geminis anymore,
0: okay? (laughs) 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 Yeah, I, um... Geminis are a special, special breed. A special breed I do not like. I think (laughs) Honestly, I think that's one of the things Steve was attracted to as a Sagittarius because I've, I've dated a few Sagittarians and I think my Gemini moon is what attracts them. Fire and air. Very so good mix. Hot there. and cold. <laughs> yeah, Gemini, yeah. Um, they are very hot and cold and they're like, most of them I know are very two-faced. Yes. So and most of them, Steve's shaking his head. Who do you yep. think that's a Gemini? He said, you're moon. Um, I am not <laughs> cute-faced. I'm very, like, yeah, I'm very honest. Um, they're also very wishy-washy, which paired with my Pisces son that's wishy-washy is, girl, I can't make any decisions. I'm just like, ooh, what should I do? Ooh, 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 ooh. Would you say that, like, your son is really indecisive? yes yeah it's a struggle we have two people inside of us talking oh i hate it i I think
1: that's why i don't like it is because it's like complete opposites from day to day yeah (laughs) yeah yeah like it's a sour patch kid one day they're sweet the other day they're sour
0: yes they have a little devil on one side and a little angel on the other talking to them constantly and Gemini's are really good at blending in. So like based on who they're with. So I remember my mom used to tell me specifically, like when I would come home from being at my dad's house, she was like, you're just so mean when you come home, like it takes you 24 hours to decompress because you're just so bratty. Cause my dad's <laughs> like very sassy. So I guess that I would get in that mode, like, like talky and sassy, you know? Yeah. But I think my dad really encouraged it. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom did not. <laughs> so I could see I could see like your son, maybe when he comes home from being around his dad, maybe he has like a different attitude. You no. never get straight answers out of them, Ever. No, no. I definitely will never answer you directly. Absolutely not. That is not it. Gemini.
1: Why did you do this? I don't know. <laughs> well, you don't know. <laughs>
0: why
1: don't you know <laughs> so it could be like what'd you eat today i don't know you don't know what you put in your mouth
0: <laughs> that's better than a water sign turning it around on you and playing the victim though <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> all right so maybe we should start a zodiac podcast that'd be fun um where we just talk shit about the signs like this week we're we'll about those <laughs> <laughs> are the worst sign <laughs> no, i'm just kidding um Speaking of Scorpio, do you watch Euphoria? You know,
1: I tried to get through an episode and I just couldn't. But I'll go back and give it another try later on. It just wasn't what I
0: wanted <sighs> for now. Steve is really enjoying it. I'm watching it in horror because I'm like, is this what it's really like? Like I don't my high school experience was not like that. Well,
1: I mean we were we didn't have as many open lines of communication as they do
0: now. That is true, and Steve said his high school was like this, and I'm like, maybe, maybe it's just the location, yeah. Maybe it's location. I mean,
1: cause wait, because Steve he, went to a rich
0: boy high school. Didn't Steve he? went, to, yes, she goes. Yeah, okay, Steve went to a rich boy high school, right? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Steve went, went to a high school in a more affluent area than we did. Um, I was like, yeah. On weekends, we would like go drink in a field
1: <laughs> if we could find. The alcohol.
0: Yeah, if someone could find a bottle of something under their bed from like five years ago, I don't. <laughs>
1: and it was probably Boone Farm. <laughs> it was Probably Boone's Farm. Or Mad
0: Dog, Dog Twenty Twenty.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but these, these kids, kids are Victoria. like we're taking
1: ecstasy followed by weed followed by Xanax. <laughs> really? You're like, what the
0: fuck? And I'm like, holy shit! Like, they just have such adult problems on this show, and I'm like. Yeah. I didn't have like these kinds of problems in high school. I don't know. But some of these characters have, have come from some really fucked up situations. and I definitely empathize with that. Um, But I'm, it kind of scares me into having children, to be honest. Like, is this what they're going through at school? You know, it's scary. It's very scary. Yeah. And the whole like way that. I don't I I don't know that this show speaks for like the Gen Z generation. I don't know. But the way they just view sex and like Ugh. I'm just whoa no this is too like you are a child. I feel like such an old person saying this. <laughs> Crazy. Um yeah, so Euphoria is a, a wild ride, but I was going to say since you haven't watched it I'll um I'll wait if if you watch a few more episodes I'll bring it up. But there's a character on there and he, I'm like he has the biggest Scorpio energy oh my god anyways so I picked Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover mm-hmm. this was your first Colleen Hoover
1: it was it was it was uh, it was a very
0: good introduction yeah
1: okay okay I was like
0: oh, I've been so nervous so did you like it I did I loved it I texted Lacey like in the middle of the week about something and she was like, yeah, I'm pretty much done with this book already. And I was like, It was like <laughs> Tuesday. I was like, it was, <laughs> it was early in the week. I
1: was like, I think we finished it last night. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Well, that's good. So let me pull up our questions and do you want to give them a synopsis real quick.
1: So our lead is flip-flopping between Kenna and Ledger Mm -hmm. kenna gets into an accident with her boyfriend which results in him dying she goes to prison didn't know she was pregnant so she has a child while in prison um the Mm -hmm. grandparents of her deceased boyfriend get custody she gets out and that's where we pick up
0: yep and so these are a mix of oprah's book club questions and a mix of our own what was your favorite part of the book
1: probably like how real the characters felt like sometimes you know you read a book and the dialogue just doesn't seem like it's real and the way the characters act don't seem like how you would actually act if this stuff was happening to you yeah it just i don't know it felt genuine with all the things that kenna was going through after getting out of prison
0: yeah so she gets out of prison uh-huh. and she goes back to the town that she lived in with her boy. She's not from there. She's from, like, Colorado, but she had, like, a really rough childhood, and she's not close with her mom, and so she moves to the city, and she meets Scotty, and they fall in love, and um then he dies, and so she goes back to this town because that's where her daughter is, and so because of the length, she starts, like, five years, I think. Yeah, five. And because of the length of her sentence, Um, they, the court made her like sign away her parental rights. So she's going there in the hopes that. the She can try for custody. Yes. Or like joint custody. She's not trying to take her away because she's, she says several times, these are wonderful people and they raise an amazing son. And like, even when she's in prison, she's like, this is who I want to raise my child because they're, they're amazing people. I just want to be a part of her life. So that's why she goes to this town and she meets ledger who she doesn't know who he is at first. He's like in a bar. She, she, she's a bartender. He later find out he owns the bar. Um, And they're just like instantly attracted to one another. And she like goes to kiss him. This scene was really awkward to me. She like climbs up in his lap and goes to kiss him. And she's like, what's your name? And he says ledger. And she like, (sighs) Because that was Scotty's best friend that she never met because he was playing in the NFL, Ledger was, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. while Scotty was in college. So she never got to meet Ledger and then Scotty died and then she went to prison. So she didn't know like what he looked like or who he was or anything. So my favorite part of the book is what is always my favorite part of a Colleen Hoover book. And that is the way that she writes these characters, Mm -hmm. like the side characters also. Yes. Sometimes you read a book and you're like, whoa, this is way too many people. Who the fuck is this? Not, it's not in a Colleen Hoover book. No, so. you know
1: who everybody is. You know who everybody
0: is. Yes. And she writes, that like, everyone that works in the bar, like the waitress and uh, the um, cook in the back, Roman, who helps yeah. bartender, and the cook in the back, and they're just all, like, I just love the way she writes people because they're all like close knit and they're like little families. And that's always my favorite part of a Colleen Hoover book. And this feels genuine. It feels genuine. Like even her neighbor, uh, Lady Diana, who was, I lady, <laughs> she was a teenager that worked at the grocery store with Kenna and Lady Diana had Down syndrome and um, she, they both bagged groceries. And when she meets Ledger, <laughs> Lady Diana, I'm like, who's this jerk? So every time she sees ledger she's like jerk it is so funny i loved her um what was your least favorite part of the book
1: i would say i don't have one but then i'm not (laughs) (laughs) i'm not thinking hard enough and we're not going to do that so i think the my least favorite part of the book is scotty's How Scotty's parents treat Kenna for most of the book? Because they didn't even, she's too shocked to speak Mm -hmm. during her trial. So Scotty's parents don't really know what happened that night. And they're just, they automatically have this mindset that she didn't do anything to save Scotty. Because Scotty lived for a few hours after the wreck. And Jenna just disappeared from the wreck and woke up in her house.
0: The story from the police was that they were in she was driving. They were in an accident. The car flipped over. It was a convertible. She leaves the scene, walks home and goes to sleep in her bed. Well, he was alive for like six hours. And there's like a blood marks where he's like dragging himself on the road, I guess, trying to like get help. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So this is the picture that the parents have is that this woman flips the car that their son is in. She leaves the scene. The police find her later and she gets arrested and she doesn't try to defend herself. She pleads guilty. She goes to prison. Well, after a lot of heartache and back and forth, she, okay. So she writes, Um, she writes Scotty these letters. It's basically like her diary, but they're all addressed to Scotty. And in one of them, she wrote about that night and she writes that she checked his pulse. His arm was like pinned under the car and she checked his pulse and there wasn't a pulse. So she thought, She's like, holy shit, he's dead. Like she tried to get him out of the car. She could not get him out of the car. She goes to the road to try to get help. And she can't get like anyone to stop. So she, as she's just walking along the road trying to get help, she makes it back to her apartment. And she's going to like go upstairs and call for help. Well, she's injured also. And she like passes out. And then by the time she regains consciousness is when the police are like banging on her door. She doesn't know what happened because she's had like a fucking concussion or something.
1: Yeah. And she was in shock through. most. And of she it.
0: was in shock and she didn't know he was still alive because the arm that she was checking his pulse on was basically like pinned under the car and severed. Yeah. And instead of like checking his neck or his other arm or something for a pulse, she just figures he's dead. I mean, it is a horrible situation. And yeah. I like how she talks about, um, her actions that night, like what she could have done because she still says that she's responsible. She just didn't make like good decisions, but she was injured. So it's like, it's a really tough situation. Yeah. Um, my but- least favorite part I'm going to come back to because it's about the end and I don't want to spoil it yet. What were you going to say?
1: Oh. Just that I mean I know Scotty's parents don't know <laughs> what happened, but they just assume. Yes, they're just so vile towards Kenna. They are vile. like, no, you can't. We don't even want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want to look at you. We don't even re- want to run into you where you work at the grocery store. Like nothing.
0: So come to find out, Ledger, the best friend, has been a huge part of. Okay, okay. Here's here's my least favorite part. Another part. The child's name is DM. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Like, like, what's this saying? Carpe Diem. So that is her name. Um, I hated that name. I'm in a Colleen Hoover Facebook group, and the general consensus was that they hated her name as well. <laughs> uh, Colleen does like to use very out there names. Um, I think she said before it's like names that she comes across that she likes, so she'll put it in her book. Um, I just – every time I had to read that name, I was like, ugh, I hate that name. And I kept asking myself, why would the grandparents not change it? Because the grandparents say they didn't change it because they were like, well, if Scotty had a part in choosing this name, we don't want to, like, take that connection Mm -hmm. away, Mm -hmm. which he didn't because she didn't even know she was pregnant. He never knew she was pregnant. She didn't even know she was pregnant. So Until she went to jail, yeah. Until she went to jail. So come to find out, Ledger has been a huge – Part of DM's life, like since they brought her home from the hospital, because he lives across the street from them. And I mean, he's basically like her dad. Kind of. I mean, I'd say more uncle. Uncle, okay, a uncle. Because yeah. the
1: grandparents are more like her immediate parents. Yeah,
0: true. And he like coaches her t ball team, he goes to like all of her little activities. Um, So at first, Kenna, Kenna knows who Ledger is. As soon as as soon as he says his name. So she, like, leaves. She doesn't want to see him again. He is like, who is this woman that just walked into my bar? Like, I'm in love with her. And then she, cause she tells him her name's Nicole because she's scared to tell people her name because she's like, they're going to, you know, put, they're going to remember my name from the newspaper and they're going to be like, what's this bitch doing here? Um, so he come to find out he, I don't remember how he figures it out, but he figures out who she really is. And, um, Oh, it's when she shows up at the at the grandparents' house. Because she's going to go Mm -hmm. knock on their door and try to talk to them. And then that's when he's like, Nicole, what are you doing here? And then that's when he kind of puts two and two together. He, like, picks her up and drags her into his house. And he's like, no, you're not about to do this. And she's, like, screaming, trying to get there. Like, she kind of loses it. And he's like, this is not how you want this to go. And as soon as he figures out who she is, he kind of turns into, like, the grandparents, because I mean, he, they just have this horrible disgust for her. I mean, looking at from their point of view, she killed this person that they love, so I don't blame them in that. I mean, maybe hear someone out or whatever, but yeah, I could see yeah. the actions during the trial and things like that would make me hate her as well. So he's like, "You can't come back here." Da da da. Um. Next question: Was it a fast or slow read, and why?
1: It was super fast.
0: Yes, it's very fast. Yeah, Most but, of her yeah. books are like that. Yeah. Which event scene or character has stuck with you the most?
1: I loved Lady Diana. She was, like, my favorite. (laughs) Because not only did she call Ledger a jerk every time she sees him, later on, Kenna's like, well, you can call him Ledger. That's his name. And she's like, Le Jerk. Yeah, she (laughs) does.
0: She's like, hey, we're nice to him now. You don't have to call him a jerk anymore. And she's like, okay, Le Jerk. (laughs) And then she, like, the first time she meets Kenna, she just, like, busts up in her apartment and she opens her fridge and she's like, hey, can I eat this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then she
1: meets this boy and she's like we're gonna get married and can yes. like, Well "Is he nice and she's like i don't know but i'm gonna marry him and she says
0: <laughs> he has money or something he has a job <laughs> i'm like lady diana is my spirit i don't even remember her real name but she's my spirit i don't either because she and
1: said it but she's like i prefer to be called lady diana. yes yes
0: <laughs> she does tell her that and then she's like can i play a game on your phone and she's like i don't have a phone she's like who doesn't have a phone <laughs> I love her um event seen a character that stuck with me the most I would say the scene is the whole when she describes the accident it's oh, pretty yeah. it's gruesome it's pretty horrific it's really sad um what did you think of the writing any standout sentences or vocabulary I mean, no standout vocabulary and do everything I, I don't think any
1: sentences stand stood out to me let me check let me check my notes i don't Think I highlighted
0: anything? She has a lot of good quotes, like a lot of like insightful things that she puts. I mean,
1: I was ugly crying pretty fast into this book, but
0: you did.
1: Oh, so many times.
0: Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so here's a quote I wrote down. You ready? Mm -hmm. Happiness isn't some permanent thing we're all trying to achieve in life. It's merely a thing that shows up every now and then. Sometimes in tiny doses that are just substantial enough to keep us going. And then I Ooh. also wrote down this one from Roman because, okay, I'm gonna read the quote to you, and I want you to tell me who in our life would say something like that, okay? Okay. So this is from Roman. He said, "Religion is a social construct created by societies who wanted to regulate their people, which makes heaven a concept." This sounds like Steve. Exactly. <laughs> Steven Milner. Oh my god, that's some shit he would say. I love Roman. He's just like he just tells it like it is. And then when he started saying religion is a social construct, I was like oh Yeah, my that's god.
1: immediately Steve said. <laughs> <laughs> that is some shit
0: Steve would be telling people for sure. Um what uh did you have any notes? No, no okay. I don't have any notes. But, uh Colleen is an amazing writer. And Yeah, she so- is. Her dialogue is always witty. It's so fun to read. Her stories always flow. I mean, it's just, she's an amazing writer. And I'm glad that she is finally getting the recognition that she deserves. I I hate TikTok, but I'm glad that she blew up on TikTok. um, Because people that have been reading her for years, I mean, we've all been trying to tell people, you got to read Colleen Hoover. You got to read Colleen Hoover. She's amazing. She's an amazing writer. I love Mm
1: -hmm.
0: her books they are an automatic buy for me. Whenever a new one comes out, I just order it. It's kind of like Target. I just let Colleen tell me what I need. Okay. A oh, lot. Right. I did find one. I had a <laughs> highlighted one. It seems it like is. a
1: lot of people highlighted this one too. It's on, this is on my Kindle. and It's on page 327. No, it's not. lied. right. I'm not used to this thing yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where did note go? Okay, it's on page 315. Okay, It says, Maybe it doesn't matter, matter whether something is a coincidence or a sign. Maybe the best way to cope with loss of people we love is to find them in as many places and things as we possibly can.
0: Mm-hmm. And in
1: the off chance that people we lose are still somehow able to hear us, maybe we should never stop talking to them.
0: Oh, I love that. That's really sweet. That's a good one. Um, Next question. Would you want to read another book by this author? Yes. Yes. I have read every book she has ever written. <laughs> <laughs> did reading the book impact your mood in any way? How and where? I mean, I ugly cried. I can't believe you. U- okay. I did not cry at all during this one. I got close, but I no tears were shed. Where oh. did you ugly cry? So many
1: places.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you think maybe it's because you're a parent? And you felt...
1: Maybe. Yeah, it probably is. Because I just don't feel like... You'd have to be in a very bad situation to have your child taken away from you. Mm -hmm. Justly. (laughs) If that makes sense. I don't feel like what Kenna did should have justified her daughter being taken away from her
0: completely like
1: I felt like she she should have had at least some type of letters back and forth or maybe visitations like once a month or something like that
0: Pictures, because
1: yeah just because she didn't give a statement doesn't mean that she shouldn't be a
0: parent yeah it was an accident and yeah yeah it's a it's a tough one um So like, during after Ledger keeps her from like knocking on their door or whatever, he's like, you know, you gotta give them time. Da da da. Um, they show up at the grocery. So she, the only place she can get a job is the grocery store bagging groceries because she's like a felon, and. No one wants to hire her. Uh And so the grandmother, Grace and DM show up to grocery shop one day and Ledger's there and he's got like this horrible look on his face and she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, she works here. And Grace is like, what? And at that moment, Kenna comes out with someone's groceries and she sees them and she's like, holy shit, that's probably my daughter who she's never seen before. So she like runs up to them and he's like, "Oh my god, Grace, hurry up and get in the car. You got to go." So she's like trying to put DM in the car and DM's like crying because she's like, "I want to go with Ledger," and she's like, "Peel." Like Grace is like peeling out of the parking lot and Ken is like chasing after them, banging on the window. Not a good look. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then they
1: get a restraining order against bigger, Ken for that bigger. scene, mm-hmm.
0: which even Ledger says is a little ridiculous. It he, is. Don't you have to like do something? To, but apparently yeah. the cop is also the cop that I feel like kind of is their friend the yeah. story of her leaving the scene of the accident. And he doesn't yeah. seem like a very good guy. No,
1: he seemed, yeah, he seemed like a shady cop and he was a quote unquote family friend.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so. Just,
1: it kind of leaned towards their favor every time he was around.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, after they get the restraining order, she's like, All right, well, they've made it clear that they don't want any contact with me. So I guess I'm just going to save up enough money to leave town. And Ledger feels bad for her. So he's like, well, why don't you come work at the bar like Fridays and Saturdays? I'll put you in the back because I don't want anyone to see you. And because, you know, I don't want to get in trouble with them, but I want to help you. And Roman's like, Ledger, if you really wanted her gone, you would have just written her a fucking check. Like, you clearly are into her. And Ledger's been in love with her since the moment he saw her. So then you get the courtship between Kenna and Ledger, and basically it's not much of a courtship. They just like work a few times and then do it. I mean,
1: yeah, they try and avoid each other for so long, and then mm
0: -hmm. it just Mm -hmm. turns into sexual tension. And then at that point, um, Ledger's just a really nice guy, and he's like always trying to help her. And then so it it puts them in it puts them in this situation where they're always together and um it was inevitable you kn- we knew they were going to end up together and like he
1: feels he feels bad for Kenna cuz Kenna doesn't have a way to get to and from all of her jobs and they're yes. like mile walks at least mm-hmm. and you know and he, he
0: just, sees who she really is i think mm-hmm. yeah and he gets
1: he gets little snippets every now and then mm-hmm. giving her rides
0: and then he sees the letters and he's like so you write Scotty letters and she's like yeah it's kind of like my therapy i've been doing it since prison and He's like, did you write one about that night? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, can I read it? And she's like, no. But then she finally lets him read it. And that's when he's like, wow, holy shit. We've been judging you horribly all this time. And that's not the case. Um, So eventually the grandparents. Oh, and the funny thing is Ledger drives this like bright orange truck. Which is obviously significant because it tells you at the beginning of the book, like it goes into detail about this truck. So he's, like, staying the night at her apartment one night, and the grandparents see his truck there because, hello, no one else has a fucking bright orange truck, Ledger. Real incognito there. <laughs> so the dad of – Scotty's dad confronts him and, like, punches him, and he's like, he was your best friend, and this is what you're going to do. And Ledger's like, y- y'all have it all – like, we've all had it so wrong about her. And they just, like, don't even want to hear it Um. But good for Ledger because he, like, really stands his ground and he makes them. Mm -hmm. He's like, listen, I have given y'all five years of my life. I would do anything for this little girl. You just need to give me five minutes to read you this letter. And they're like, okay. And he reads it to them. And, okay, so this was going to be my least favorite part because after he reads it to them, Grace, the grandmother, shows up at Kenneth's house and just does, like, a complete 180, right? She's like – I want you in her life, da, da, da. And that I just felt like that was, okay, it was the next day. She's like, I couldn't sleep last night. I was crying. And this is how I feel. And I'm just like, I just don't think someone could change their mind that fast.
1: No, and not, like, I mean, just because the scene was different, like, they still don't know her well Mm -hmm. enough to know that she's a good person. Because they didn't give ledger a chance to explain they just read the note and went to bed and then mm-hmm. she just came over and said take me to kenna and that was it mm-hmm.
0: and it also gives you tidbits of where scotty was still alive and they were dating and like the first time she meets them scotty is outside smoking a cigarette and he's like hey kenna can you hold this for me and she's like yeah well then his mom comes out and she assumes that ken is the one that's smoking yeah. So it's, like, little things like this, like, that kept happening that probably built up this, like, negative image in his parents' minds that not even, like, really, like, she, she wasn't even the one smoking. I mean, who cares? Yeah. It was just a cigarette. Well, and but. they
1: they were bumping uglies later that night. And yes. Kenna was loud and his mother obviously <laughs> heard.
0: Yes. It's like, little shit like that. Um, So I just don't know that someone could change their mind that fast, oh. but... Grace, she explains herself. She says, you know, I'm just, I'm tired of holding on to the past. We move forward. And Ledger has said, you know, because at first I, I really liked how he told her straight up. He said, um, who would, like, you being in DM's life, who would that benefit? It's not going to benefit DM because she has these amazing grandparents that love her. She has me that loves her. She doesn't even realize anyone is missing. And the only person that this would benefit is you. And you're going to come in here and wreck everything. And I'm like, holy shit. Well, then when he gets to know her, he's like, yeah, you really do need to be a part of her life because you, you know, you can learn something from everyone. Right. So Kenna has some things that she can teach her as well. And I think that's what Grace says. I think Grace is like, you know, you do bring some things to the table that she needs. And it got to the point DMs about to be five and she had started asking questions Mm -hmm. about like, where's my mom? Like, where did I come from? And they told her that her mom didn't have a big enough car. <laughs> and she was like, why would you tell her that? And Grace is like, I panicked. I didn't know what to say. Cause the first time she meets Kenna, she's like, so did you get a bigger car? <laughs> that was, that was really cute. Um, I also think that forgiveness is a very big Colleen Hoover theme. Like it's in all of her books. You'll see when you, re- when you read the next ones. Um, so I think that's another, you know, Grace forgave and and moved on so um next question i I can't okay you answered about how it impacted your mood you ugly cried. um did it impact my mood no i don't think it did it was good it it takes you on a ride like you gotta go down a little bit first and then you get to come back up to a happy ending what surprised you most about the book that
1: ledger and scotty's dad get into an actual fist fight, yes.
0: and scotty's dad fucks him up
1: yeah i mean ledger doesn't really put up too much of a fight against him though to be fair
0: yeah he doesn't he it's when he's confronting him about seeing his truck at her apartment and he just fucking hits him i mean whales like a black him. eye and fucking splits his lip and shit yeah that was pretty because he had said something like he was so even keeled, and then, like, when he was going to have a big conversation, he'd be like, Well, <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I so, yeah. we got something we got to talk about, and he just bypassed just punch ledger in the
0: face. <laughs> um, what surprised me most about the book? I guess that they just forgave her that quickly, everything just kind of resolved yeah, that too, very, very fast. How did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending? I mean, I'm glad
1: I'm glad Kenna finally got to see her daughter and interact with her. But you don't get much of that. Like you get to see the first scene of them together and then it fast Mm -hmm. forwards two years and then you get maybe Mm -hmm. two pages and that's it.
0: Yeah. So the epilogue, she's obviously with Ledger and it's she's just had a baby. So they named their baby boy Scotty. Which I think, is that a little weird? It's a little weird. Okay, I'm glad I'm not. Because I was like, ooh, you're going to name him after your dead baby daddy who is also your new baby daddy's best friend. Yeah.
1: I mean, I could understand, like, a middle name, but not a name that you're going to call him every day.
0: I don't know. Maybe
1: Especially when you sat there and wrote letters to Scotty for four years.
0: But if you think about it, Scotty is what brought them together. I mean... They would have never been together had it not been for him. So, sure. I don't know. Yeah. Um How did my, I don't think my opinion really changed. I just really enjoyed it. It was a really good yeah, book. I read it, too. Really mm-hmm. fast. How does the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? It works. Yep. Especially because she's writing him. And mm-hmm. in the end, she talks about reminders of him. Oh, let's talk about the pigeon thing. People are getting pigeon tattoos. <laughs> because it's this thing between ledger and scotty where they were like smoking weed in the clubhouse or treehouse or something and scotty's like is that a fucking pigeon so it like became this catchphrase that they would use when something when they were like trying to figure out what something is is that a fucking pigeon and then Dang ledger it. explains it to his to scotty's dad like what he's like is that what that meant is that why he was always saying that Mm-hmm. and then at the
1: end when Ledger and Scotty's dad are resolving their issues a pigeon actually <laughs> lands in front of them yes.
0: yes and then that's when his dad goes is that a fucking pigeon <laughs> <laughs> it was funny
1: um, is it overrated or underrated it's on par it had a 4.66
0: damn you are on it
1: It's because I rated it right before we started <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's appropriately rated. I would say four and a half stars as well. Uh, Did it remind you of any other books or is it an original idea?
1: It's pretty original.
0: Yeah. How did it impact you? Do you think you'll remember it in a few months or years? Yeah, I think I will. I think I'll remember it when I think about maybe not judging someone by like first impressions, you know. Yeah, like maybe think about other things that were in play, like when she's holding the cigarette, stuff like that. Any lingering questions or potholes? No, we've been over those. Um, In the book. When Ken is working at the bar, she's wearing these headphones that the waitress brings her. And he's like, what are you listening to? You don't have a phone. She's like, oh, I'm just trying to drown out the music because I hate music. He's like, you hate music? She's like, yeah, it's all about like sad shit and I don't want to listen to it.
1: So he makes her play.
0: And at the end of the book, it tells you what was on the playlist because he's Mm -hmm. like, hey, I, I tried to think of things that are like would never be never contain like love or stuff. So did you read that part? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one of our bookstagram accounts that we interact with, her name is at Kinsey Ann Reads. She also made a playlist. So, yes, here's what's on hers. She has Don't Stop Me Now by Queen, Focus Ariana Grande, Bang Bang by Jessie J, Diva Beyonce, Salute by Little Mix. I've never heard that song. Um, Lady Marbleide from the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. Fergalicious by Fergie, Work It by Missy Elliott, Good as Hell by Lizzo, Hollaback Girl, Gwen Stefani, Na Na Na, Pentatonix, New Shoes, Paolo Nutini, Walking on Sunshine, Katrina and the Waves, Year 3000, Jonas Brothers, Chocolate the 1975, For a Night Like This by Darren Chris, Don't Threaten Me With a Good Time, Thomas Rhett, Man I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain, Wanna Be by The Spice Girls, Poker Face by Lady Gaga, and Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake. Boom! I think that's a really good list just, of like just, feel good, non drama,
1: except Lady Marble one.
0: Well, I mean, and The Spice Girls. What are thinking about? If you wanna be lovers, <laughs> yeah. Steve talks about that song all the time because he's like. <laughs> He's like, I just don't get it. He's like, why is it okay to walk around as a little? He's like, because we were, you know, we were little girls singing it. Talking yeah. about, um, what did you say? What do you say, Steve? Slam your body down and wind it off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, like, there's a, there's a lot of songs that we shouldn't have been listening to.
0: <laughs> Lacey said, to be fair, there's a lot of songs we shouldn't be listening to. Um, Yeah, like Anything by Usher.
1: Or Snoop Dogg or Cool I remember
0: the babysitter, I, I had put on an Usher CD, and she was like, uh uh-uh, uh, turn that off. You can't listen to that. And I was like, bitch, I listen to Usher all the time. Like, you're not about to stuff listen anything. to anything.
1: And now you listen to these
0: the music
1: nowadays, and that's so much worse
0: honestly i don't agree with that because i mean there were songs from like our when our parents were kids about like afternoon delight and shit yeah yeah they were just a little more subtle about it i mean have you heard zz top's pearl necklace come on there are plenty of sexual innuendos and music they're just a little more in your face about it now
1: (laughs) yeah now there's no filter
0: which is not as fun because that used to be like the magic of it. You know, you gotta like, you, you, it's poetry. You gotta use your words to create this, you know, sexually explicit song. And now they're just like, you know, talking about it. It's not as fun. I like the mystery no, of it. Not. Anyways. Well, that was Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover. We left mm-hmm. out so much. If you did not read it, fucking read it. It's amazing. Just go through her entire catalog and read it. He, there's never been a book that I did not like. Oh,
1: oh, I know oh what I wanted to know was if it was answered or not. Oh, so wow. Rowan, <laughs> Rowan has this crush Roman. on this, ba- Roman, sorry. Yeah. I don't, where am I getting Rowan? Anyway, Roman has this crush on this bakery owner and she's married, but he goes <laughs> and gets cupcakes every single day from this yeah. woman. And like, if he's like, he's like, no, eventually they're going to break up or something. And here I'm going to be like,
0: I want to know <laughs> if anything ever happened. Yeah. Colleen, maybe you can write a book from Roman's point of view about the <laughs> cupcake lady. <laughs> like, yeah yeah he that is really that cute. cupcake
1: lady, yeah,
0: he's like in love with her, but she's married, so I mean he's being respectable, but he's just going and buying cupcakes.
1: <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like, I will never stop buying cupcakes.
0: you know what she has done before is she has written some novellas about side characters like that, Ooh. yes, yes, she has, so that may be a good little Colleen if you're listening. Give us a Roman novella, yeah. thanks. Um, next book is your pick. What are we reading in two weeks? My pick is
1: where to put it. Um, I'm so not prepared. Sort of. Mine hasn't come in yet. I uh I downloaded it. Oh. It (laughs) is Lockdown on London Lane by Beth. Sorry, I can't see this because it's got the percentage. Open it. (laughs) by beth reekles reekles reekles
0: r-e-e-k-l-e-s
1: lockdown on london lane by beth reekles
0: she is who wrote um the kissing booth series which is like a big series on netflix
1: okay okay
0: okay i haven't watched it but it's on my list but i've heard it's really good. oh you've seen it yeah you've seen all of them yeah okay they're so they're funny yeah Cute. Okay. okay. They're on my list. I'll get to them. But yes, so that's I'm excited, um, because it's about London, uh, which I love and We'd quarantine. Um, which we've all we're been to. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be a cute little rom com because I'm I, I am curious how like single people have been handling quarantine. Like Steve and I were saying if we were still single, like living alone, we probably would have went and stayed with family or something. It sucks.
1: That's honestly why I play online games. It's because
0: it sucks. Get some like human interaction. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're reading in two weeks. Grab your copy, send us your pictures, reviews, thoughts. Comment complaint. questions.
1: Two bookworms one podcast at gmail.com.
0: Or on Instagram at two bookworms one podcast. Um was there anything else I was supposed to go over? No, it's yahoo.com, isn't it? No, it's Gmail. <laughs>
1: jeez <laughs> i'm telling you i need to catch up on sleep
0: you do maybe okay go ahead and log off and go go to bed <laughs> i've got ot to work man <laughs> oh okay well that sucks well don't work too much go to bed Yeah. <laughs> all right well that's all i got bye guys bye little say bye <clears throat>